You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Oh, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Are you going to pass out? 12 straight, buddy, on the road. That yo was for that. And for your draft stuff, we'll get to it. Don't worry, I'm excited about that too. But yo, yo, Jack. Swept the Rays in Tampa. 12 straight road wins. Like, who is this Phillies team? Jack and I texting during the game last night. We were just basically going back and forth with all like, can you like what's the most ridiculous thing that's happening? I said was like Craig Kimball. That they, they I like the fact that he's good is the most ridiculous thing that happens has happened this season. And Jack's like, well, actually, 11 straight road wins, which then became 12. And then we had like 15 things. Like, we're here now. The Phillies are good. We did it. We did it. We, we did it. Season, buddy. That's, that's the big one. Thank the, God. The big one is. Thank that, God is I what know. I have to say. I know. And as someone that never doubted this baseball team, yes, it you, feels yes. it feels very validated. Check the tape, yep. friend. Never once was like, you know what, <laughs> this team might not be it. And and my big takeaway from this the series in Tampa, which by the way. Just can't believe it happened. What a series! They just played great baseball. Like yeah. it wasn't just that they beat the, the one of the two best teams record wise in the sport. Like they played sound, fundamental baseball. We got the best Aaron Nola we've seen him forever. Like Dude, everyone just showed up. So I texted some people that I felt like that was the best start he's had since like. The Reds again. Boston. The, the Red Sox. I had the same start. thought, dude. I had the exact same. The Red Sox. Start maybe, that year. maybe. Uh, the one last year in Houston to close out the season was pretty great too. Oh, in did. that spot, yeah, well, he six and two thirds, perfect or whatever. That good. was pretty great too. But this one, he goes eight or seven and third, twelve strikeouts. I mean, and the spot, you know, like they, there wasn't as much pressure as it felt like in that year. They still had three games to get in. Like they just had to win one of three. Like, this was a spot that Aaron Nolan never comes through in, it feels like. Well, and and he was just do- he was just brilliant. He was dumb. He was just brilliant. And it's like, there it is. Like, that guy. Just do that. It's like, we, I would love you, buddy. I really would. I would. Um, but my big takeaway from the series is that they have that look again. Yeah. And they have that look of, we're good. And, you know, yesterday, even when... 
I feel like I would usually have the the the, the thought of like they're probably gonna lose this game, right? I texted you. That. I know you did. <laughs> I know you did. I just I didn't. I didn't. Wow. I didn't really have that. Well, you feeling. didn't respond to me. I I said I texted Jack. I think it was like in the tenth inning. I'm like. They're not actually going to win this game, right? <laughs> and he didn't even respond. But I, and I was like, I don't know, man. Like the way they're playing and and the confidence they had, um, and and just like the starters on a roll, the bullpen on a roll, offense just do something, just sneak one out, and I feel like you're going to win it. Um, they have that look again, and it, and it and I know it's early because it's July, but that felt very October Philly. Totally, like. it well, really it felt like did. the Road Warriors thing. Like the last time, it felt like that was when they went on that run on the road and then go to the playoffs and keep winning road games. Like that's what it feels like right now with this team on the road. That this group has just bonded and come together again, and like the the big balls celebrate. Like the whole that's thing. Right. So that's what that is, right? Like <laughs> yes. that's it's, it's Sam Cassell. Was, well, Sam Cassell. It's also Major League, like the, okay. the Mobbles. I got those Mobbles. Like Major League Two originally is where I first saw it. But yeah, the Sam Cassell thing, it's clearly what it is. There's no and, other and, and I guess, and, and maybe Alex Coffey can get to the bottom of this. That we need you, Alex. Yeah, come on, As Alex. always, there's no one else on the beat who has a chance to get to the bottom of this. You're our only hope. I just want to know why they changed. Like, why, why the switch I was up? wondering the same thing. And then they, because they did multiple, they had the glasses. So I think that's for triples. Okay, just for triples. I think that's for triples. And obviously we had the thumbs up for a while. It's kind of gone away a bit. Although the bullpen still holds everyone accountable. Yes, they do. They make sure that you go out there and do that. Um, But I I do, I'm very curious where the the new celebration, with the origin story of it. Me too. Well, you know, my, I, the celebrations are one of the most fascinating things in the sport to me. I asked you at the beginning of the season, I'm like, do teams like coordinate so you don't have the same ones? Like, what if you're playing against a team and you're all doing the thumbs up? Like, I, I'm so fascinated by it all. And the switch midseason is definitely unexpected. Yeah, didn't see it coming. Frankly, didn't see it coming. But um, I just there's there's so many important factors to what they're doing right now, and like the celebrations and and the camaraderie and the stuff they they do on the road. Um, you know, I think that's really important. Obviously, the post game stuff, like the the dumping water on each other, the whole like, bucket on Bryce. Yeah, like that. Day, that's yeah. that's fun. That's good stuff. And I know it's a small thing, and I know that this can be viewed as 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 like geeked out about something that doesn't really matter. <laughs> oh no, we never do that. Though. Never. But I like when 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 Schwarber hit the single yesterday, and they panned to the dugout, and the first guy on the top step of the dugout was Josh Harrison, who was not in the game, not going to play, hasn't played all series, and the, he's the first one, like, let's go. Yeah. And I think that when you have the whole team being bought in to, like, we got to win this game yeah, and dude. putting the importance on winning that game, I just think that that kind of uh, breeds, uh, like, a, a winning culture. And what, what, they, what you've seen on the road is what a winning culture to me looks like. And it's been a while since I felt like we could say that, but that's what it looks like to me. And and it's just they went down like, dude. I texted you this 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 also yesterday. It's like they went down there and they they took the Rays lunch money. Mm-hmm. No one goes down to t- the, to the trop and takes the Rays. No lunch one money. had this year. They're the first. They're the first team to sweep the Rays at home. Uh, Tucker only the second team to win a series there. Tucker tweeted this out. They've only lost three home series. Uh, they only got swept in home series. Three out of the last 102 home series. <laughs> so, like, so this never happens. It never happens. And, and like, the Phillies just looked like a better team than the team heading into that series with the most wins in baseball. 
the Phillies looked better than that. They, <laughs> like they handily, did. They were just a- absolutely better. They did. They finally, the Rays magic. Hopefully he's running out these scrub players that are all of a sudden like good <laughs> down there. But man, what a series. What a, what a week. I, again, like last night when they didn't score in the 10th, I was 100% sure they were losing that game. And then Strong comes out and just handles it. The bullpen just doesn't give up runs anymore. So that's pretty sweet. Look at that. It's a fun <laughs> it's development. A good, it's a good thing for a team. It's a have. really fun development. And something that I'm I, really enjoying it. Yeah, well, and and one of the most under talked about things is I mean, two weeks ago, they essentially just gave Matt Strom the week off yeah. because they want to limit his innings as best as possible. His last two outings He looked awesome. Early season yeah, Strom. Yeah, it like, was exactly like that. Fastball's getting by people, it's got that zip to it. That's my on, watch. Man. You're so fired up. <laughs> dude. Watch. The watch is going off. <laughs> yeah, my watch is going off. That's how fire. But yeah, dude. I mean, Strom looked awesome. Like, look, they've been they've been giving up a run uh, in nine outings or nine games. The the bullpen and Sir Anthony's hurt right now. Like, yep. we came in and seen me. Like, that's our best reliever. Like, they did it without Alvarado for a while. I mean, the depth, the amount of talent back there is something we have not seen in our time doing this podcast by a well, mile. Well, and the and the big development to me is also you know and. We were call- calling for Bellotti to come back up, and maybe even and, and Brogdon, um, but but Junior March. Junior, I mean, it's a win for you, buddy. You, you can take the win. I think finally he's nasty. Yeah, like now that he's trusting his stuff, and to your point, like unafraid to just throw the ninety eight like down the pike, whatever. Like that slider, like he's nasty. Let's dude. talk about a crazy development that Caleb Cotham has has taught the pitchers. Hey. Throw it down the middle. Like, <laughs> it's like Craig Kimbrell. It's like the whole thing. It's like, what are we doing here? It's like, just throw strikes. Throw it down the middle. Christopher Sanchez, throw strikes. Jose like, Alvarado, throw it down the middle know, and let your stuff play. I know. All these guys, just, hey, 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 you see that? <laughs> just throw it there and then let your stuff just work off it. Crazy concept. Caleb Gotham is uh, assistant coach of the year. So, but yeah, like Junior Marte, dude, he can't, like, like the, the craziest part about where we're at with this Phillies pitching staff is that I have no fear. I know. Like I'm just it's like Chris Sanchez going six innings with one earned yesterday. I was like, of course he did. Dude, I, I picked him up in fantasy for a spot start. Now that's sick. <laughs> like, that got is, it, that man. is sickening. Like, Chris Sanchez has it. That I, is like, sickening. I, it is sickening. I mean, how ridiculous is that? Like, again, that's where this team is at. And well, you put the, again, but like Junior Marte coming into a one-one game in the seventh. Yeah. It's like he's, he's going to do his thing. Of course he is. That's what, what he does. Yes. Simply what he does. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's just like, like Jeff Hoffman. Comes Coming in the other night in an 8-4 game. Yeah. By the way, great managing by Rob Thompson to not have to use one of his studs there yeah. and trust Jeff Hoffman oh, in that spot great. because then it lets Alvarado pitch yesterday. Yep. Um, let's use you know Kimbrel again. The whole thing, and yeah. that's trusting. That's trusting your guys, and that's what that's what made. And they lo- don't win the game yesterday without that. I agree. Obviously. Yeah. But that's what made him, I think, topper last year was that the guys believed in him because he believed in them, and I think you're starting to see that again. You're starting to see like, okay, Jeff Hoffman, like. Go do your job. And he's just like, all right, I'll go do my job. By the way, like his his stuff is stupid, man. Well, like, I mean, he's a top, top pick guy. Like he's one of those well, yeah, guys. He's the ninth pick in the draft. Yeah, like he's one of those guys who who like a real pedigree guy who, you know, injuries and got off track and stuff. But I mean, the stuff has never been a question with Jeff Hoffman, ever. Yeah, no, not at all. And he's finally finally again, another guy. Hey. Just throw it down the middle and see what happens with Boom. your stuff. You know, like try to throw that splitter, like right. And, and I feel like it. I could do Caleb Gotham's job at this point, <laughs> dude. I know, but man, and I don't think I did this whole thing on, the, on on the final out last night. But like, like who besides most of Nola's season, everyone else has gotten everyone else has gotten better. Like they've gotten when, dude. 
when have we seen the Phillies get the Never. most out Never. of random guys? Never. 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 This has been our issue forever. We always talk about like how we never have those guys. The guys just come up and get outs for you and make plays and they, like they never have those dudes. Yes. And, and now they're like the it's full of them. We got Pilati in the minors. The dude hasn't given up a run in like a month in the minors. Yeah. He can get back on the major league roster. Like it that's that's crazy. Well, and I think it's time to start putting the Phillies in the conversations of of the teams that are great at developing pitching. Not just like wow, but not like just wow, not developing just prospects. No, but taking yeah, no reclamation yeah, projects. Reclamation uh, projects. Yeah. Rays, Dodgers, Yankees, yeah. Astros. <laughs> wow, Phils. Phils. Honestly, I'm like speechless right now. I don't even know. But you're right. Like Phils? you're right. But I don't like Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell wasn't on the postseason roster for the Dodgers last year. Dodgers fraud watch. Yeah, hey, fraud I'm just watch. saying. You know? We fix Craig Kimbrell. I, you know, I, hey, the Phillies are better than the Dodgers. I'll say that right Uh-oh. now. I feel very confident Uh-oh. about that. The, uh, we are. We, <laughs> we have reached. The team right now. Team right now. I have the Phillies. The team this season are better than the Dodgers. We have reached full high hopes. We, yeah, we, we, are, we are there, dude. We are better than they. Hey, bring on the Dodgers. <laughs> bring on the I don't care. I'm not scared of anybody right now. I really am not. Like, the Braves are damn good. I get oh, it. Oh, well, I'm a, a terrified yeah, of the Yeah, they're great. But we beat them in the playoffs last year. And and let's be honest, you know, their offense is amazing. Philly's pitching is significantly better than Atlanta's. Like, if at least the last month and a half, like, they've been better. The bullpen's better. It's just the Braves have the best lineup we've seen in a while. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like maybe we don't need a while. A, listen. This is our podcast. We don't need to wax poetic, poetically about the Braves. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. You're damn good. Um, all right, let's get into to the, the ins and outs of the series. Plus, coming up later, really the only reason this podcast is happening. No, I don't want the I don't want the draft good. stuff to overshadow. Good. It shouldn't. The import- Finally. Yeah, never. Finally. But, but, this isn't 2019, yeah, 2020. Yeah, we do have some fun draft stuff coming yeah. later. If you're one of those sickos like Fritz who really, really cares about the MLB draft. By the way, some positive developments in recent mock drafts. Oh, I'll good. say that. Oh, that's what I was hoping even though to it's for, Even though it's from people I don't think know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so like the last five to ten minutes of this pod, you'll just hear my mic turn off and I'll just let Jack go. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome, buddy. It's, it's your Super Thank Bowl. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, shout out to Miller White, by the way. Uh, oh. Come hang out with us. All-Star Game Tuesday night. We're going to be a timeout in Huntington Valley, uh, all presented by Miller Lite. Tommy Green's going to be there. We're going to be there hanging out, watching the All-Star game, drinking $3 Miller Lite. So come hang out with us. Time out in Huntington Valley. We'll be there for the All-Star game, 7 o'clock. It's going to be an awesome time. All thanks to Miller Lite. All right. So a full disclosure before we – I know. Ooh. I know. Um, I'm just – I'm kind of uh, – so I'm going through my 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 big board right now. Oh, good. I'm, well, happy, I'm happy you did wait until now to go through it. Yeah. Well, be- believe me. This is all in my memory. Okay, yeah, I'm just it, making sure I'm writing yeah, it down as, as we're going. And, I, and you can't deny I've been locked in early on the podcast. You have been. Thank you. Very locked in. I'm, like, I'm impressed. Like this is, yeah. There's a lot of brain power being put <laughs> out right now. You came in hot today. No, I did. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah. Like I, I wanted to do this last night at like 10. I know you did. Like I, All uh, I wanted uh, to do was do high hopes. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't sleep. You actually wanted to do it yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, we got to wait for the end of the series. Well, some of us knew it was going to happen yeah, you tonight. You were like, no, let's just go today. Yeah. yeah. No, but... but before we, like I, there's so many names on my. Like, I'm already sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> and now I'm just getting to my late round guys. I, I need to make sure I Great. bring up. I don't miss those late. Those are the most important. Those ones. are the ones yes. that you get. Yes. Uh, but hold on. But deny this, man. A couple years ago, I said Griff, right? Yeah. And Griff was taken in the fifth round. Yeah. And although I watched the start last night, got a. Got, he needs Cotham to say, "Hey, throw strikes, throw the ball down the middle, yeah. and just see what happens." Like that's the biggest thing for Griff because the stuff still plays. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, but yeah, this, the, the, this is getting to 
I've watched too much draft. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my big takeaway. Talk too much draft. A little too much draft action. Yeah, I could. I think that's probably true. So, uh, listener, loyal listener, you get to hear that. You get. You're the beneficiary of of that. You know, way too much time spent on the draft. So that's coming up uh, in a little bit. All right, let's get to the, the race series. We'll look ahead to the Marlins. As again, like the Marlins series, obviously is massive because Philly's two games back of them right now. But also more important than in years past. Because for two reasons. One, tiebreakers, they don't play game 163 anymore. Like, tiebreakers come down to, I mean, the the uh, seeding and playoff spots come down to tiebreakers. And they don't play the Marlins 19 times anymore either. There are 10 games against the Marlins this year. So, like, these games are, like, exceptionally important. Like, they really are. Yeah. And when, especially when you talk about at least in the wild card. The, the, but the, and, I, and, I, and I feel the importance. I do. It's also- Marlins and fly. It's like, what are we? We're in that stadium. I can't watch a game in that stadium and feel like it's a meaningful game. You know? I just, they're good, man. Like, that's why I felt they're like, good. That's why I felt up to the National Series, the Phillies. Like, I, I wasn't pressing the panic button. And even, like, even if they go down there and lose two or three, it's fine. It's like, yeah. They're, they, they've, they're, they've, they're, they're better than the they have done. They have done enough in the last month to, like, to just. Calm everyone down. They're eight games above 500 all of a sudden. 22 and 8 with uh, Kyle Schwarber to lead yeah, off. Yeah, but I made the worst. <laughs> I hate it. I Well, and people, and, and by I, the I'm way. I'm getting tired of it. Well, I, they're 22 and 8 with the guy in the leadoff spot. You know what? Who cares? Well. It's like Bryce Harper's not hitting home run. Guess what? They're 22 and 8 when he's not hitting home run. I want him to hit him, but like, like it's okay. Like, they're good. Yeah. Obviously, the the main reason they're twenty two and eight is because the starting pitching is great. Yeah, and the bullpen, <laughs> and the, bullpen the bullpen pitching. Great. Period. Like the pitching has carried them. It's just like I, I just every day complaining about the batting average, and obviously like, the guy's struggling. I mean, like the the average is 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 definitely a problem. But at the same time, would I rather him be batting two twenty with fifteen home runs? Or would I rather him be batting one eighty nine with twenty two home runs? So that answer would be the same any year. But it's particularly 22 home runs this year when no one else can hit home runs on this team. Like, his power is even more important this season for this team. Like, it is desperately needed with this group. Yeah. And so, and it's just, it's 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 mostly working. Like, it's mostly working. The offense is doing its, its job. And, <laughs> 22 and, and 8 in the last 30. And you can't tell me that he has given them, he has given them a first inning lead six times in June. Like, that matters. matters. It matters. It, it matters. So, I just I can't do the I can't do the everyday Schwarber things Schwarber things and and the whole idea of like the deadline and that coming up. The only way you're getting them out of left field is if Bryce can play first. That's so, it. Like with the, there's no other way. Like let's PSA to everyone. Like you can't get him out of left field unless that guy can play first yep. base. That's it. Or else and, he's there. And look, I I know. Look, ideally Bryce can play first base. I do think that that is the best outcome for this team. But like I am far more concerned about Bryce Harper's elbow being good to hit baseballs. Like, I want Bryce Harper hitting the ball at the ballpark. If he can play first base, that's nice. Like, that'd be cool. But not in any way if it's any sort of detriment to his ability to hit the baseball. Like, that has to be the priority. Yeah, and, and real quick on Bryce. And health, obviously. R- real quick on Bryce. I think he's I think he's close. I, I, I think so, too. He's clearly frustrated. Like, oh, so frustrated. I think it's really to. it's really pull side power now. Like I think I think opposite field power has mostly been it's there. It's been mostly there. He's come close a few times. It's the pull side still driving the ball into the ground, but he's hitting the ball hard. He, uh, I mean, it is funny. You guys talked about today that his OBP is almost as close. It's as wild. Slugging percentage. I know. <laughs> um, but I mean, he's got on base at four, almost a four hundred clip. He's been a he's been, like honestly like. I've always said n- absolutely not to him as a leadoff hitter. Like right now, this version of Bryce Harper's a leadoff hitter. He the is. other way he's in it. He is. Um, 
and and I think the most I think the most under talked about important thing of the twenty two and eight in the last whatever is that thirty one thirty thirty. Good math, right? That was there. really dumb, by me. Yeah, that was that was about as simple. Because as I was I was about to get into like a really important thing I wanted to bring up, <laughs> and I did I, I tried to do quick math, and now I feel I really dumb. It was a bad, really that, dumb. That was pretty simple stuff. Really dumb. <laughs> Two plus eight is ten. You idiot, such an idiot. Yeah. Anyway, God, that's so stupid. That's so stupid. Well, at least you didn't say it into a microphone for posterity forever. Twenty-two and eight. <laughs> Which is thirty <laughs> in their last thirty games. Um, they've done it all without Bryce driving the ball to the ballpark. Yeah. Like he has no home runs. I mean, he hasn't had a home no, run yeah, since May twenty third. I yeah, don't think. It's like a, obviously, it's been it's the longest, longest streak of his career. Of his career. He's like a hundred and sixty, hundred seventy at bats or something. I mean, I, so, like it's nuts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So what does what is this team? What is this team when Bryce figures it out? When, like, I think Turner is slowly... I do too. I think he's getting there. He's getting there. Schwarber, I, I thought he actually just missed a couple home, like just missed down and in look, Tampa. He did have a double and a single last night that were the two most important hits of the game. I agree. Right? So you know, so the offense done a better job, yeah. still not firing on all cylinders. And look, the other guys, like I mean, Bohm has looked great since coming back. Like, and I, I'm getting. I mean, like Stott is like, a, I mean, you tweeted it like that took win a batting title, and I've said on the pod earlier like. He's back 320-something against Levis, 325 going to that last bat. So he was like 324, 323. Gets lefties this year. Like, the dude's just a hitter. The four-hit night the other night. Dude, like, the bottom of the line. And look, Derek Cole homered last night. I know. Finally. And Marshy. Get, getting a little going here, so. Marshy's coming around. Yeah. Um, Stoddy, like, in year two. Just a stud. In year two, he's batting over 300. Yeah. Like, has a multiple big hits. Has the second most two-strike hits in baseball or the most two-strike hits in baseball. Either way. It's him or Rice, I would assume. Like, dude, what, like, what, is, what does Bryson Stott look like in age 28, 29, 30? I, I, it's, dude, he is so, so far advanced compared to where I expect him. Especially after what we saw last year. We saw he's like a good hitter. Like, all right, this guy, he improved throughout the course of the season, which I thought was really impressive. You know, he's batting like one whatever it was through May. And then all of a sudden, it's just figured out. And then 
playoffs happen and he gets some big hits and he gets some spots. Like I I really liked him and I was really excited about his future. He was like it's like a Jalen Hurts leap with this guy in terms of, of his bat to ball skills, his ability in year two. Like it's it's a it's a um, it, nothing is a Jalen Hurts leap. Don't get me wrong, but like that well, is. Well, like, if you had to bank on wanted to, to be better for the entire of their career, you obviously take Stott, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Relax. <laughs> Deep breaths. You would take Stott. Don't lie. Well, it's a fill. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> no, like you, what you are you talking say, about? Oh, I think I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a fill. I will. Always, I, will def- <laughs> I will defend Phillies until no matter what. Yeah, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. No matter what side. Hey, no matter what side, <laughs> taking the fill side. Um, but like on the, on the bigger part of the the fact that they've done all this without Bryce just like being Bryce yet, um, like. A month from now, if Bryce can get the power stroke going, which I think he can, coupled with, by the way, Castellanos finding the power Dude, again, eight yeah. home runs in I mean, his that last. Homer, that homer, like he crushed that ball to center. Bomb. Yeah. But you put that with the pitching staff and what they're doing right now, like the ceiling of this team, and, and I, they are, they're just better than they were last year at this point. I mean, they are. They, they, they. they you see it on 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 the on the field more. Um, you look at the the roster. And it's like, bang, look at all these guys they can go to. Strength to coming back from the oblique and being fine is going to be a big key here. I mean, here. think about that. With how great they've been, like, they just got that dude waiting in the wings. Exactly. Like, they're just, the upside of this team is, is there again. I mean, like, I think they, with Sir Anthony, the healthy Sir Anthony, like, they might have the best bullpen in baseball. Like, it's certainly top three. Like, they are that great. And, look, we talk about it every year, and we saw it in the World Series, like, your starting rotation and your bullpen are just the most important things in the playoffs. They well, just are. Well, and we're not even, like, what do they do at the deadline? I mean, yeah. like, they, we're not even talking about that. Like, they right. could go into the deadline, and obviously the impact bat, I think, is something that we are, are looking for. We are. Um, but even if they wanted to go out and get another bullpen piece. Yeah. And just make it like a, a freaking. Like a joke. A superstar it's back like, there. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, no, no problem at all. No problem. It's just, it's exciting, man. Like, it's, it's. It's fun to see them finally firing on all cylinders. And again, like, 12 straight road wins seems impossible. It seemed, dude, you, you were right. When I said the Kimbrel thing and then you wrote the 11 straight at the time and now 12 straight, you're right. That is the most shocking. It hasn't happened since 1888. So, yeah, let's go with that as the most shocking thing that, you know. And 76. And 76. I think 76, they won 13. So we got one more. Okay. We one got more. one more tonight. One more. One more tonight. Yes. Uh, regardless, like, the fact that this team is just, like, for the first time all season, over the last few weeks, like it's like that's the team we expected yes. to see. The two more wins team. Yes. The, that team that we talked about, we got them. Yeah, they're grinding it out, being tough. Like just they feel like winners. They look like winners. The way to your point, like all the I mean, I know it's like silly and stuff, but it's something that we've cared about on this pod. The entire history of the pod is just like chemistry and culture and like guys looking like they're having fun out there and guys looking like they like playing with each other. Like that has always been something that we have harped on and cared about. And this is the best, like uh, the playoff run last year. And this is the best I've seen it in the history of this podcast without a doubt. Well, that's why I think going on the road is actually important for this team because not it's not it's not an indictment of, of the crowd at Citizens Bank Park, but they've I, been winning at home too. Like they've they a have been, record at home. they have been, but I do think there's, a little bit extra level of tightness at home because you, the, the crowd wants it to feel like like October every again. game. You know what I mean? So it's it's not it's almost like too much pressure. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like at home, it's like we want to go. That's why I think they make so many base running mistakes at yeah, home. Yeah, that's a good, really they, good point. They want to impress the crowd. They, I think they want to impress the crowd. A that's a really good point. And and I think going on the road, they just can go play. Just go play. Yeah, just go play. And 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 I think one of the more impressive 
parts of what they've done on this road streak. I know Chicago was great from an atmosphere standpoint, but remember the last couple of years they would go to Miami and there'd be five people in the ballpark and oh, they would yeah. they would play like it. Oh yeah, they went to Oakland, won three straight. They went down to Tampa and won three straight. Like they're doing in these ballparks that are dead now. I know now, Tampa had some Phillies flavor. A lot of Phillies fans. It's right near Clearwater. It makes sense. I was thinking about it. I was watching the game and I'm turning to Emily and I'm like. Man, like it's really loud down there, and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> wonder why. Yeah. Clear wonder, water. Wonder that why. Sense. That makes sense. So and oh yeah, no race fans. So no race fans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like their ability to to go into these ballparks where it's, you have to almost create your own energy. Yeah, which they never used to do. Never. It didn't matter did. if it was Miami, Cincinnati, whatever. Like we talked hundreds of times. We've talked about that on the pod of just like a no energy team on the road, an empty stadium. Can't you've used that phrase, that exact phrase, Jack? You're, I've I have it like burned in my my mind of nice. you going like. They need to create their own energy on the road, and they haven't been able to do it. Like you've said that so many times. Well, and that's why Gareth Stubbs, the most second most important Philly behind Schwarber, he really is important. He's very important. I was thinking about it when I was watching the game last. And also, by the way, like a really solid backup catcher too. Like got a good arm, makes great throws down to second. Calls a great game. Seems like he calls a really good game, though. I will say, I feel like he drops more strikes than any catcher I've ever seen for some reason. You know what I mean? Like just like not a big deal, well, but like they well, just kind of bounce off the bottom of his glove. It's or, because again, he's a little leader. He's a little like, guy. But I feel like it happens all the time. But, like, he's a really solid player, a solid hitter. Like, obviously took one for the team last night. Oh, he wore that. <laughs> I will say, I was thinking about watching last night because I think it's most startling when you see, when you go to a normal Phillies game and he's doing that catching in between innings, like if JT was batting or whatever and he's getting his gear on and Stubbs comes out and when he's got no gear on over, he looks, like, so absurdly small yes. out there. But I always think about, like, he was the best player on his freaking high school team. He's the best player on his college. Like, all these dudes who tower. Like, now he's, like, not the best player, obviously. He's, he's a major league player. But, like, I think about, like, Garrett Stubbs with a bunch of dudes on his college team where he's, like, the little guy and he's just way better than all this. Well, guys. I mean, awesome. at one point, he's a top 20 prospect for the Astros. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, but, he's just, yeah. And, and But he is the culture dude, of man. Of course he they is. They all love him. Like, yeah. those guys love him. And, sure, they could go find a better backup catcher. But I don't, I don't and, need it. And even then, like, honestly, like... That's the kind of thing, and Andrew Knapp, I do think, was particularly bad. But it was oh, one of those. Th- but it was one of those things with like, look, backup catchers are bad when it comes to hitting. Like, well, you couldn't, you couldn't get f- past that with with Nappy. There are few- Nappy worked a great at bat, called a good game, and all I heard, oh, Nappy's the yeah. woat. Yeah, grow up. He was the woat. You know why? Because he he got us Garrett Stubbs. Don't you love Stubbs? More? I do love Stubbs. So I go. do love Stubbs. I was right. I called for a better one, and I got Congratulations. it. Congratulations. You, you nailed the backup catcher you're, Everyone, you're welcome. Yep. All right? And he's a Where, Jew. And he's a Jew. There Think about that. that. That In fact, I'm going to claim ownership of Garrett Stubbs. Garrett Stubbs is a Philly because of me. Yes. Well, Go no. Juice. And he is just like, again, he has all the playlists. He has, you know, like, he's just, he's the energy guy. And I and, and him having, I believe he came up with a new celebration, too. If I, had, if I had to guess, it was because oh, of yeah, him. Yeah, that would make sense. Like, it seems like a Garrett Stubbs. <laughs> totally like, that, like, this is going to be our new thing. We're all beamed up. What he's like, he's like walking up and down the, the, the dugout before the game, like doing high five. Like, he's just, he's very important. They would I, not be as good as they are without Garrett I'm Stubbs. I'm a big glue guy guy. Like, I, I really have. Well, because many say that you're the glue of WIP. Yeah, I agree with that. Thank you. You are the glue <laughs> guy of, of this radio program. Yeah, I'm a friendly guy. Yeah. Uh, I think it's important. And I, I'm so with you, dude. I, I think Stubbs has been a underratedly, incredibly important part of this team. Uh, all right, what else stood out to you? We talked about Nola, obviously. I think that, you know, at least for me, when I look, outside of just, like, them going to Tampa winning these games. Like, if I had to pick one dude who kind of, like, I think is like the most important thing we saw in Tampa. It was that start from Nola. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? 
Uh, I would say that. I, I thought Tom Walker, you know, I think it was important. Badly. Yeah, I mean, just being able to go do that. And, and the other thing that I thought was interesting, they didn't do it with Sanchez yesterday because I don't think that, you know, maybe two starts from now, if he continues to keep this up, they will be more open to it. But I thought it was, I thought it was noticeable, and we talk about uh, these guys trusting Rob Thompson because he trusts in them. We talked about it with Jeff Hoffman. Yep. talked about it with Junior Marte. Mm-hmm. Nola going out for the eighth. I thought about it in the moment because you said this last time. We talked about it with the Wheeler thing. With the like, I am, I am so with you. So Nola going out for the eighth, and then he gave Tylen Walker the seventh. Seventh, I, and and he got through it. He yeah. handled it. Yeah, yeah, and he's done that a couple times with these starters, and it's it's saved a couple of pieces of the bullpen, which is good, which is important. Um, but I, but I do think it does it, it does it gives those guys like all right, Rob's got me. I gotta go do this, and we talk about the importance of a manager and what does a manager do. And Everyone's questioning. Like, oh, they do is set a line. They even matter, right? Uh, yeah. Right. That stuff. Yeah. Like, that's what that's what managers. That's why they're not coaches. No, it's like with Joe Torre. Everyone used to be like, "What the hell does that guy do?" It's that he kept the clubhouse together. Everyone loved him. He was able to find ways to get players to to motivate guys and all that. But like, you don't. But the funny thing is, I think I, Rob Thompson's winning percentage is like six thirty eight. Right, dude. Now. Just saying. I do. I will say too. I think with Thompson, we're starting to see something that was was. You know, basically until Game Six of the World Series, like a, a, a Topper had it. It just felt like whenever we would make these moves, where everyone's like, "Why are you doing that?" It worked. Well, and we're seeing that, like Josh, the Josh Harrison starts. Like it seems like the dude homers when he starts. So this, that, like it's like J- Topper keeps doing these things where it's like, well, "Why are you doing?" It? Like the other day, I can't remember what it was. They're facing a lefty, and both stop and marsh are down, and like. You know, Pache comes through, and freaking, you know, uh, Josh Harrison comes through, and it's like. I feel like we're starting to get back to that point where, like, even when it maybe isn't the smartest or best decision, like, it goes right for Tapper. Yeah, but he's on a – he's definitely – yesterday was the heat check for oh, him. yeah. Oh, no I mean, doubt. he had five straight lefties batting. <laughs> like, like, what are we doing? I mean, you don't have to do that. because it was almost like, all right, Rays, I'm yeah. going to outray you. Because that's the kind of thing the Rays would do. Like, the only team that I – you said, all right, what team in baseball is going to have five straight lefties in the lineup? I'd be like, the Rays. They'd obviously – they the Rays might have nine straight lefties in the lineup. Five straight lefties. I was like, what are you doing? And then and then the other hot streak moment was in the 10th, he let Derek Hall bat. Yeah. That's <laughs> another great point. Like, I mean, unless they just wanted to give JT the full day, but I don't know. I, I, which they might. They've been weird with the, the days, the double days. They've liked to give guys the two days off and all that type of stuff. So, yeah. look, hey – I will give them credit in that um, they've done a nice job keeping guys healthy so far this season, especially with how taxed the bullpen was early in the season. I mean, a guy like Strom, we talked about, he's already surpassed his innings for combined the last two seasons. <laughs> so, you know, like, I, I do think Topper's found a way to really navigate this. Yeah. And and he's got a, he's got a really good feel for this roster. Well, and I think I think a lot of it comes back to also Kotham and his staff. I think Kaufman yeah. and his staff putting together the game plan. The like, whole thing, long, the biomechanics, the whole group. Like, again, you know, back up to the top. The guy we always loved, the guy we always said was going to do a great job here. I mean, Dave Dombrowski just deserves a ton of freaking credit for how this organization functions, how they look. The fact that they're real, like, feels like real checks and balances, real, like, best practices, like all these things that high-functioning organizations have that we have not had in a really long time, Jack, or ever – like it just feels like it's it's a really high functioning organization top to bottom, and it's starting to to, to bear itself out on the field. Which, yeah, which is the which is the best part of it all. So, um, yeah, it's it's it for because beginning of this podcast, first couple of years of this podcast, it was like, are they a well run <laughs> team? Like, does anyone down there know what they're doing? Last two years, I mean, oh, it's the, like a night and day. The the organizational shift, even like getting the analytics right, and and I mean. 
it's a, it's a minor thing, but having Stott playing up the middle last night, he dives. D- the double play. That was a big play in that game. He's in the right spot. He might they, lose that game if he's not, because the run score is there. Who knows? Yep, totally agree. And, and it's just they, they are finally doing I mean, dude, when they first, when Gabe first got hired, they had the wrong – they had the wrong shifts for an entire year <laughs> the because year. they because they had no idea like the what to year. they couldn't read the analytics they didn't understand it dude that was so funny it was, like it was one of the most funny <laughs> storylines of the early game was that they tried all this advanced stuff that didn't make any sense because they were reading it wrong because <laughs> it didn't they're uh, reading the information didn't wrong. make sense yeah, yeah the I, I was watching it like. Oh, Freddie Freeman. The amount of balls that were hit to no one and just like nor I remember us just being like like normal baseballs. Like there there were few things. Don't get me wrong, we all remember the twenty twenty bullpen, that was worse. But in terms of just watching a baseball team and feeling deflated, there are few things more deflating than just seeing balls hit to the shortstop and there's no one there. Or a ball that's hit to second base and there's no one there. Right. Like and, and like by a by a wide margin. Well, they used to like shift Freddie Freeman. It's like <laughs> why he's gonna he can <laughs> hit it wherever he, he wants. Put it all over the field. Buddy. Yeah, you don't need to you don't need to shift them. Yeah. Um. And, and and we've gone from that. We've gone from we've gone from not knowing how to read shifts, not knowing the right bullpen guys to bring in the right spot. Uh. You know, like it's to 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 where they are now, where it's just like. They got it, and, and the beginning of the season was incredibly frustrating. And, and coming off the, the World Series and and starting off and getting the six games under five hundred and and whatnot, the thing that has me the most happy and excited right now is that first off, the ballpark's been full all year long. It, wait, shout out, dude! Res- like that's been because they've not earned they've not it. Earned it. Yeah, you know, well, they earned it last year, but yeah, they, and look, they, they played have this won year at home. Most. Like the home record's been good. Like the people who show up, they've seen more wins than losses and stuff. But as a baseball team, they underperformed. But people showed up, which was huge. And I can't wait until after the All-Star break. Because I, I think this race series, for a lot of people that were still doubting if they were truly a good team, this race series, I think, validated a lot of a lot of people. Like, all right, they're back. Like we I'm can, so excited, dude. I know. They, they I are, know. Like we got a good. They are. They're good. I literally yelled, "Thank God!" at the top of my lungs in my house last night when they won, and I said it to Emily because she's all year. You know, I love to you know tell her everything, complain about everything, all that. And like I just, I kept saying to her, "I'm like this. This was the year that I was most excited in, for the Phillies. Like in as long as I can remember, certainly in my career by miles. Like this is the most excited I've been." And it's been such a letdown that they just, <laughs> they just came out of the gate the way they did and looked the way they did, and I'm just like I'm just so freaking happy that we're we're at the point where we're like we got a good team that they're the team we expected to see. Like I'm like really like it is a beautiful day, man. By the way, it would be 13 straight road games if Cody Clemens could have kept that ball fair. That's a really good point. As the reason he's in the minors. Yeah, keep that ball fair. <laughs> By the way, that's not JT hit for the cycle and ended David Bell's reign of terror. Um, so wait, honestly, on. we didn't want him to win that exactly game. Exactly right. Yeah. No, again, that game was perfect. Let me ask you something real quick on the on the David Bell thing. Okay. Well, it's funny because I actually have a question for you. Well, it might have been because it's brought it, up on your show today. Oh no! So I have a different one. Okay. It's, mine is Francisco Lindor related. Okay. Okay. Uh. David Bell or Wes Helms for you? Because you sounded re- like your hatred of Wes Helms felt very personal to to my hatred of David Bell. So I hate to do this because I know how much you hate Like, it was easily Wes I Helms. Hated, I hated Wes I Helms, too. I hated that guy. Like, I hated him. I hated everything. Like, I hated his face. Dude, there was like three straight years they tried to bring in former Marlins. They brought in Conine, who was terrible here. They brought in Wes Helms, and they brought in Wigginson. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. and Wigging, like Wigington had a career. You know, Wigington just lasted and lasted and lasted in that moment. Like, West Helm's easily my least favorite of all those guys. Yeah. He's not even close. Yeah. Honestly, the David Bell, if he didn't hit for the cycle, if he didn't hit for the cycle, West Helms would be number one. Yeah, it's the bell for years. and the, So, all right, it's funny because this is, is my question. This is a how mad would you have been at him situation. Francisco Lindor last night goes five for five. Home run, two singles, two triples. I know. How mad would you have been if a Philly, let's say, any whoever, let's say Trey Turner, because it's short subsurers or whatever, if Trey Turner had had a night like that, where if he had just been not so greedy to get that extra triple. Yep, making it a me guy. Making it a me guy. Could add the cycle. How, like, how devastating would that have been for you before, you know, the, the reign of terror? Because um, I could only think about you when I saw that. <laughs> like, I was like, you'd be yelling at Lindner. Stop! <laughs> so, obviously, I'd be mad, but also happy at the same time because it'd be funny. <laughs> like I, I, I could just, I could come on and like, such a good bit, like right? rip Lindor. <laughs> like if, why didn't you stop? It was right there. It was right there for you. You know what Especially I mean? The me guy I think is really good. Yep. That's like, yeah. Like, what, you want to triple? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Think, think about the greater good. <laughs> think about the greater good. That would have been trying my... to help the team win a baseball game. You're trying to get the cycle. Exactly. Okay? Right. Yeah. Think about the important things. Yeah. So anyway, I couldn't help but think of you. Good. I saw that. <laughs> no. Proud of you. Well, I do like that, that the vet lives on, you know, it's, it's over, but I still can't watch cycles or potential seconds forever and not think of you and think good. of the bit so that you you really that was a good one thank you yeah that one that one will last forever we'll see if i can replicate it well you always seem to you I always know. say i can't and then somehow some way there's always another one that works just as great thanks uh it's a really impressive thing you know what i feel i, yep. I think you're the best at it uh in the business um okay uh anything else from the so race do you series? want so do you want to do you want to do take bag and then That's what I figured we'd draft? do, yeah. Okay. So that's what I was going to say. Anything else from the series, take bag, right. draft. It's all kind of... I'm it. committed to you today, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Just so everyone knows, I have a very, very... Obviously, can't be that strict, but generally strict, no recording on Fridays policy. Yeah, but... I'm here. The, I'm excited. The, the, I was looking forward to it. I'm just letting you know how how happy I am to be doing this right. probably. Also, next week, I am off. I'm going to do a podcast on Sunday. Two podcasts on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have an event Tuesday. And I'm going to have a podcast uh, on Wednesday reactions to the entire draft. So why don't you calm down your little <laughs> Friday thing. Get the rest of the day off. You, I love it. You're like, well, I'm going to work on my week off because yeah. I'm off the rest of the week so yeah. that you should... Yes. Well... Believe Guess me, I'm, what? I'm when I'm be... off, I have, a, I have a pretty good feeling we're going to be doing pods yes, when I'm off, too. We will so, be. Yeah, yes. We'll be there, buddy. Yeah. Lock That's in. What we do. We're always here. Yes. Well, right? unless the Phils are playing bad. Unless the Phils are playing bad, then we are absolutely not there. And then maybe, you know, a week or two in the offseason when we maybe skip one. But exactly it's pretty right. rare. We're, we're pretty consistently here. Yes. So, you know. Uh, I only have like three things in the take good, bag. Because I'm sure you got like 15 minutes to draft. Yeah, session. I do. Um, <laughs> I can't complain about having to go to bed. So. There, there are two things that I need to address with you personally. Oh, goodness. Uh-oh. One. That's always a dangerous lead-in. One is that I noticed that I'm out of the profile picture. Okay. This yeah. is a good one. Thank okay. you. So, I meant so, to bring this up last podcast. Do you want my official response to that? Yeah. Yeah. Have I ever been in your profile picture? No. Okay. Me guy. <laughs> there we go. So I, I gave you a nice run, like a, like eight-month run right there, center yep. stage. And then, you know, you got usurped by Jason Kelsey. It could be worse. All right? Well, who's a bigger legend in Philadelphia? I mean, you are, obviously. Me or Jason Kelsey. You know, I had to mix it up a well, little actually, bit. Well, actually, I'm glad I'm not your because I was- Pretty drunk. <laughs> yeah, you look at a little bit yeah. too. Like, I'm definitely more with it in that moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, it's like, the, this isn't a problem. It's just like I walk around, people are like, can I get you? I know, I know. It's like, well, I'm not one to turn I down. I get it. Trust me. <laughs> 
I know, I know that game, pal. I'm not one you want to give me a Miller Lite? Yeah, I'll take a yeah, Miller Lite. Yeah, I'll take one. Um, and the second thing is, do you think the Phillies are stealing the Phillies' uh, uh, social media handles are stealing my bit? Oh goodness. Did okay, you, no, I did. So tell me what I missed. Did you see their tweet this morning? No. So they tweeted out four photos. Okay. Of the series in Tampa Bay. And they said, definitely the biggest win against the Raisin team. Oh my God, yes. Sickening, right? No, absolutely sickening. Wow. Wow. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, there is no question. Of course. Of course. Shout out to Philly Social Media. We love you guys. We know you listen. We know you listen. And we love you. We're big fans. Just, you know, maybe a little hat tip or whatever, HT, you know, that whole thing they do. You know, what are we doing here? It's clearly your bit. I mean, there's no chance in hell that the person who put that tweet out. Does not know that that's your thing. Yeah. No, I bet my life that they know. I mean, I believe I tweeted it in 2021. So uh, they, that exact thing. Yes. Yeah. And also, you've done that version eight zillion times. And I don't. I, I'm I'm close to retiring it. Like I. Well, because it's almost to the point. Yeah. Where it's like you know. Well, I, look, when the Phillies are stealing the bit, it's probably time to retire. Yeah. It, you know? Well, and like last night, I, I I went back to the well because I tweeted like I've never seen a, a better third baseman defensively in team history than than Alec What Bone. a play, by the way. Oh yeah. What play well the, 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 it was so smooth and so easy it's just like yeah bare hand no big you want to talk about shocking developments of the yes, 2023 great. phillies like i said no like, i have no fear when the ball one error it. he's had one error all year nice he's been a phenomenal like he is a vacuum it is it is astounding mm-hmm. so and not to mention like also when he's played first base has been terrific been there like for someone who like literally never played the position in a meaningful game he's done a really nice job totally and again, you talk about not worried about Sanchez, not worried about like the like, bullpen. What is going on here? Where are we with it's unbelievable? They're weird. It's, it's a weird year. Chris Sanchez just goes. He had seventy five pitches, six innings. Like yeah, no problem. Yeah. It's where they get in the minors. The dude walked every battery freaking phase. He comes to the majors and it's like I don't walk anybody. Yeah, he's it's been phenomenal. Uh, Andrew Painter, it was good to see him get back the on bullpen, the mound. Actually, yeah, well, especially because he was on. So for those who don't know, had a bullpen. There was a report that he was going to have to stop, that there was a little tightness. Whatever. Minor stiffness. Minor stiffness was back the next day, so we're all good. Yes, hopefully. Yeah, for, yeah, for this second until the next one. Yeah, well, the fa- and, and if he does come back, first off, does he take – I don't think they can take Sanchez out of the rotation, and I think they would go six-man. I think so, too. I mean, you think about – and think about maybe as a playoff guy, as a – like having that potential to bring Painter in for an inning or two out of the bullpen maybe in the playoffs or something like that. Getting to the playoffs, like it is something where we've kind of, you know, he's like out of sight, out of mind. But he is like he is talented enough where mm-hmm. he's the kind of guy who come in and be a difference maker for you. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be oh six Wainwright. Wow, I love that. Oh <laughs> six. Honestly, Wright. that's my favorite comp ever. I love. I'm all in on oh six Wainwright. Oh six Wainwright. That's freaking great. comes out of the bullpen as a rookie yes. and, is and dominant. Dominant. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because he was really good. Yep. Either way, though, yeah, and if they go six-man down the stretch run, it gives Wheeler hopefully some time off, Knowles some time off. Yeah. Now they have Which, to be in a better spot. Like right, they, but but that is important. I mean, we yeah. we talked about that a lot last year. That Wheeler time off, I think, really mattered in the playoffs. Totally. Uh, and last thing is that Orion Kirkering was in Reading last I night. I saw, buddy! Dude, he is nasty, man. Yeah. He is. He's I, moving quick. He's moving quick, yes. And I'm just saying, Sir Anthony's hurt. Sir Anthony's, like, can't come back from the oblique. Right. Let's get, let's get Orion up here. <laughs> what a leap, dude! His dude, his his slider is disgusting. Absolutely I love disgusting. him. I love again. You just show me the video. I've never been more in on a minor league pitcher. That a guy. <laughs> that always seems to end well for us. I know. We never get those right. Hey, Junior. All yep, right. Yep. 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 Yep.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, are you ready? Ah, uh, it's the whole reason we did this pod. I mean, you know, sweeping the rays is nice. Cute little story. Cute little story, but it's draft time, buddy. All right, <sighs> should I turn my mic off? Should I add some color? Just, you know, what should I do here? I mean, back. I'll I, sit back. I, I don't know how you should, frankly, handle this. <laughs> like, I really, I, you can just do whatever you want to do. Okay, I'll go. Well, okay, hold on. So, get out of here. so the plan for Sunday, I think, is going to be this, is that we'll do a podcast reacting to the, to the Marlins series. Yes, we will. Without a doubt, 100%. And then I think I'm going to come on uh, after your long asleep. Oh, and, I will be way asleep, buddy. Yeah. And I Especially will, because, like, for anyone who comes to the event Tuesday night, feel free to ask me how annoyed I am that I have to wake up at 3.20 the next morning, because right. I will be annoyed, but I'll be happy to see everyone. Right, and you can, yeah, someone else can sympathize with your tired. going to have to nap. I'm going to take a nap during the day. Wah. Poor me. Poor, you're right. No, the, you're, the poor me. You know what? You're right. Thank you. I, uh, I, am, I am excited. I will not complain once. Good. Um, so, and I think like when the, when they make the pick, I'll try to be on, on YouTube and do like a live reaction oh, yeah. as fast as possible uh, once I gain my thoughts. Okay, good. And we're all good. good. So uh, watch out for that. And then we'll, it'll, it'll be dropped on the podcast feed. And all that stuff. And then I think we'll do a post-draft full reaction probably Wednesday? Yeah, probably Wednesday or Thursday. One of those days, depending on... Because last year, I, did go to, I went to Virginia on the draft week. Yeah, and it was disaster. I was like, I, was I didn't disaster. get a chance to dive into my guys. We will definitely do it either Wednesday or Thursday, depending on probably basically how tired I am on Wednesday after being out at night on Tuesday. Yes. All but right. 100% it'll be. Uh, all right. The first is, uh, so I have my tears here. The tears of Good. guys that die out of happiness. I, real quick, I love that. For, so for those who don't know, for if, you, if you're new to the pod, we did get some new listeners during the World Series run. If you're new to the pod, uh, we do this every year. And amazingly, Jack has found different names for each tier every year. So yeah. this is great. I'm I, really... It's mostly because I forget what I said the, <laughs> said the year before. Yeah, but you always have good tears. So Thank you. Lay it on us. Uh, guys, I die out of happiness if they are Phillies. Okay. Uh, two is be very happy. Okay. You know. I, I would not be anti these guys. Yeah. I'd be very happy, but I would not die out of happiness. Uh, and then my last tier is would have to talk myself into. Yeah. So, yeah, the talk myself into has always been a, a staple of yes. the tiers. But otherwise, I don't want to be negative. No, yeah, yeah. Look, if they're, if they're drafting a guy, you'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah. You'll don't get worry. There. Um, Justin Crawford, by the way, at like 330 or whatever. First homer. Uh, 35 stolen bases. I know. I'm excited. It's exciting. He's got to lift the ball, but he's excited. Yeah. It's exciting. You know, he could be really amazing. Hayes, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, just be super fast. Yeah. Um, and fa- famously, Andrew Painter was once in the would have to talk myself <laughs> he into sure was, group. He sure was. I didn't even bring up Justin Crawford last year because I was like, no way they're going to Yeah, Justin it wasn't Crawford. even mentioned. Yeah. Um, so, and by the way, I mean, Johan Rojas is heating up at he's double been, A. He's been really good. Yeah. So, uh, all right. The guys that die out of happiness tier, uh, number one is obviously Chase Davis. I've just. We know it's they, it. it is the the number one the 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 your your heart 
is Chase's. Yes. Um, As the, it has the, been before. The most important Chase in Philly's history. <laughs> oh, the bit's not dead, <laughs> buddy. Chase Davis. The bit's not dead. Um, but, but so today, Keith Law, our good friend of the podcast, and... Like, great friend. Yeah, like, really loved, just, enjoyed really his time enjoyed his pod. time here. You know, there was no bristling between the two of you. Yes, it was, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Okay. And I was right. Um, you were right. I'm just saying, you were right. Um, so Keith Law... There is no way he'll take a high school. Yeah. Really no way. Deep breaths, Keith. Um, <laughs> and then... Did we get Keith back on the pod? Yeah, I'm sure he'd be pumped. <laughs> uh, Jim Callis also had put out his mock draft. No, no, it's Jonathan Mayo. Jonathan Mayo. Um, and they both had Chase Davis at 27. Whoa, really? So that's really exciting. Oh, buddy. But, oh, buddy. But the people that I... Trust. Trust. You're have in. him going like top down. You're so. in. Whoa. Okay. So real quick. I know the baseball draft is super weird with slotting and paying and all that, but like explain just real quick before you dive in and not to, you know, extend this longer than I need to. But um, how does that happen? How does someone get like get mocked at 27 and go 10? Because they can get like the teams in the top 10 have more money and they can just spread out the money and go under slot. So like, like the Phillies can only pay, I think a guy like 2 million at 27 teams in the top 10 have like, Five to six million, I right. believe, uh, in the in their in their slot allotment, so they can offer them like four, but they still have two million. They can spread out the rest of the draft. Right. The Phillies only have two million. Right, but the, my point is like, how does he? How is he potentially picked eight or less to twenty seven? Why wouldn't he go fourteen? Why wouldn't he go seven? Oh, well, he could. He could. Okay. I'm just saying, like, there's, a, I think there's a high chance he goes top ten because I think teams believe in his talent and can sign him okay. for cheaper and spread the money oh, out. Oh, I got you. That he be. I get it. I get it. They take him for cheaper, spread the. I got. You. I was misunderstanding. Yes. Yeah. I got you. So he's like not necessarily a top 10 top pick 10 on, on paper. paper. He's not a top 10 talent per se. Gotcha. But they feel like you can take him early, get the money out of the way. And still potentially get a top 10 talent because the bat has such upside. Correct. All right. I got it. I cool. I got, honestly, I would not be surprised if he goes number one and they underslot him that much so that, I mean, I'm just telling you, like that's, wow. That's what teams, that's what the, the I know it's a team's The do. model based teams will do something like that yeah if the orioles if he i, I would be shocked if the orioles pass on the 17 because it's something they would love to do yeah well anyway. the orioles i mean do they even need more young dude, talent? it's just like i mean <laughs> holy like, cow dude, dude after dude i after would dude die after... to have the, what the orioles can do i know they're like your perfect <laughs> it's like it's like every week oh now we're bringing this guy up yeah yeah you know 45 home runs and double <laughs> just like i'm gonna leave i know uh, Gunnar Henderson, man. Yeah, I mean, Adley Rushman's like one of the most exciting young players in the sport. Like, that dude's freaking awesome. And Jackson's coming. Yeah, Westberg. Like, they just have all these freaking guys. Oh, yeah, Jackson. I mean, they freaking, like, seriously. Yeah, they brought up another kid. Uh, they brought up Colton Cowser the yes, other day. Yes, it's just Who like dude after dude after dude. I didn't like in the draft. I did not like in the draft. Wow. But whatever. Um, he's not a Phil. He's, not, he's, he's not a Phil. So, for, frankly, I'll be shocked if he's there at 27. If, he, if he's there, I'll be thrilled. Uh, Walker Martin is a guy, this 19-year-old. He's, so he's 19, so maybe that's the reason he falls, because he's older for a high school mm-hmm. prospect, so teams don't like that. Walker Martin, great name. I, I agree. Great yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they drafted a Walker on Walker's birth year, oh, I, I, come you want to talk about yeah. synergy. Yeah, um, that's A lot of people think he's going to be a center. I, like, I also like the uh, the people who, because like Walker obviously could be a first name or a last name, but I think most people, like at least historically, it's like more a last name than a first name. I like the people who have the last name then the first name, like Walker Martin, a first name more than a last name. I like that. Good. It's like a two first names guy in a way. Right. My only problem with Walker Martin is I keep saying Ethan Martin. Oh, And yeah. it's like former Phil Gray. Of course, yeah. All-timer. So uh, I just think he's going to rake, and uh, all the reports are that he's just crushing in the interviews. Like, people love him. Ooh. So I, I was, I'm always impartial. Ah, uh, you know me. I'm a big interview guy. Yep. Uh, and then third is uh, Hurston Waldrep. The uh, Florida pitcher who I just believe used, he's used wrong. 
Um, and I think a split changeup is already the, the best pitch in baseball. So. Hurston Waldrop sounds like someone should be living on Martha's Vineyard. I agree. Yeah. And he should be a third. Third. Hurston Waldrop the third. Hurston Waldrop the third. Nailed yes. it. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, guys I'd be very happy with. Charlie Soto is a former shortstop turned pitcher. Just sounds like a baseball player. Yeah. Throws, uh, he throws 98 already. He's a little smaller. Um, but you watch him, you see it. Changeup has good feel for it. Uh, Johnny Farmello, like a little smaller or like small, small? No, like six okay. one small. So not like like six though smaller. Not anything. six though small. Uh, similar, 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 size. similar size. Or six though. Uh, Johnny, yeah, I know, I know. Bring him back though. Yeah, I would say, hey, <laughs> get him, get him, get him with our development team. Who knows what could happen? Okay, uh, Johnny Farmello. <laughs> okay, Johnny, I'm talking too much. Here. Johnny Farmello, uh, who I think is probably going to end up be a Dodger. He's like a. He's a, a prep kid that's going to Virginia, hits the ball really hard, swings kind of ugly, but hits the ball hard. So I think teams are going to try to iron out his his deficiencies. Less great name. Yeah, Johnny Farmella. That's tough. What about Sammy Stafora? I kind of like that. Sammy Stafora. I can get by on Sammy Stafora. So Farmello and Stafora, to me, both have like kind of ugly swings, but they hit the ball hard. Okay. So I think it's someone that, that a lot of projection teams, especially 25 to 35 in the comp rounds, are like, that's a top 10 talent if we can get the swing right. Right. So I'll take a shot on that. Uh, George Lombard, he is like a uh, – he kind of just does everything well but nothing great. But he's a young kid with projection. And George, he's also – that's well, that, His dad was a draft pick. Okay. The name – like, you know, is there are some names where you just can't imagine them being like a young kid? George Lombard sounds like a – Sounds yeah. like a 70-year-old guy. Yeah, Like, for he sure. just does – so we'll see. We'll see if he's really eighteen or, or seventy. Yeah, exactly. Teams will have to figure that out during the draft <laughs> That's process. An impo- it's going to be an important thing, clarification. Yeah, for those dudes. really smooth def- uh, defender. People think he's probably a third baseman long term. Uh, Blake Mitchell is a catcher, but he can play center field. He's that athletic. Wow. So it's like JT esque. Yeah, but a beautiful swing. Um, frankly, I think he's just. I think he could be there just because like. Teams don't really need catchers, it feels like. But if they're looking for a JT replacement, I mean, Blake Mitchell. Which, look, if you're they drafted. They have to start thinking about exactly. it. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Great point. Uh, Nolan Channel is a first baseman from FAU that, like, all the, I think the model teams, like the teams that are super analytically driven, are going to be all over. Just hits the ball hard. Probably the best hitter in the country. Wow. But he went to a small con- a small school. Small college, so people. So level of competition. So won't buy into him. But if he's there, so he's a first baseman. Isn't FAU a, like, that program's grown, right? Well, like, only because of the tournament. The NCAA is that, team. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they were in the final four. Yeah, I was like, I feel like they're they're the better program. No, like, yeah, they're, that's they're a good that's baseball right. school for like my not my level, but like <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, that's a little strange. better than me, but yeah. but not like a, a traditional power. But he's a, he's a first baseman who I think could replace Reese. Okay. Um, in the next couple of years, Yoyo Morales, who I brought up a lot Great at the name. beginning of the pro- uh, process. I still have concerns about swing and miss, but man, the swing is like when he connects. Like he reminds me so much of Aramis Ramirez. A dot. I love a Ramos from here. So we might, me and a, I realize when I say that, that no one else knows that joke. No. So we, when we were doing our very first fantasy draft, my buddy Chad, um, we're doing the draft and we're going through it. He, he goes, I'll take A dot Ramirez because he had no idea who he was. Or it was just A dot. You oh, know, nice. like you look at the cheek. So he just became A dot for our group like forever. It's not so, a bad nickname. It was a good nickname. A dot. Yeah. Yep. So A dot Ramirez. Uh, Kevin McGonigal, the local kid. Like, uh, I think he's just like a second baseman. So, like, the, I think he's falling not because of his hit tool, just because I don't think no one, like, do people want to draft a second baseman that high? Mm-hmm. Um, because only uh, to me, he's like a projects as a second base. Yeah, and that's not something people are like. Yeah, people usually like to drop to shortstop, and maybe become second baseman or that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, so right. the hit tools there. Um, I would not be upset with they took him at twenty seven at all. That is weird though. You're right. Yeah, I think you rarely see guys like first round guys who are like pure second baseman. Well, he's playing shortstop. It's just like 
That's where it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, Rock Chawalski is a shortstop from Southern California. Rock Chawalski. 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 That's a name. Chawalski. So it's a terrible, obviously. Like, Horrible last name. Rock is obviously it's a, a good name. Top tier name. So, so yeah. as a name test guy. That's I, a tough one for you. I know. Like, yeah, I'm actually intrigued. So for those who don't know, Jack Fritz, the originator of the name test, used to be a, a big thing back in the day with the Jack Fritz name test. Um, shout out to Counterpoint Pod. Yeah. Um, where, what do you do with a guy like I know. that? Because that's a real tough one, you know? So my first option is change your name. <laughs> because like, if I change his name, I think he's a top 20 pick. I mean, Rock, almost anything else. Yeah. Like, boom, look at that dude. Rock Chalosky. <laughs> it's just like, again, it's not hard, great. It's horrible. It's, a, it's tough to see that name. <laughs> yeah, you. That's, what you, that's the point of the name test. You got to think like, all right, like, can I see this guy in the all-star game with that name? Can I see his jersey being sold at like the MLB store? It's a tough one. I know. <laughs> But, I mean, the defense is just transcendent. Yes. He, he's, he's, he might struggle against breaking balls, but I think his swing is really pure. And he is both a he's a UCLA quarterback commit Ooh. and a shortstop. So that I, think, I am a big multi-sport guy. So I think he's going to be hard to sign away because I think right. he's going to go and play both there. Yeah, uh, probably. Um, <laughs> but let me tell you, being quarterback at UCLA, it seems like a pretty good gig. And the starting short. But he yeah, has, he, starting you have to play for Chip, though. That's true. Yeah, so. I I just meant more in terms of the you know extracurricular life oh, that you're living. Yeah, yeah like, especially what, with what nils. Yeah, yeah. What a life. Yeah. So we'll see. But I I would the player and you watch him. I like him a lot. And again, I really do that. I'm not just saying that. I, I like I like guys who are high level athletes in multiple sports. Like yeah. there's just there's just been enough. Like we've seen so many of those guys through the years. The Carl Crawfords or whatever. Who it usually works out. Yeah. Uh, Trent Caraway is a shortstop that's going to eventually be a third baseman. That just flat out rakes. Like, I think he's the next Austin Riley. And I know that's (laughs) rich coming from me because I hate Austin Riley with every fiber of my being. I can't believe you just said that as a compliment. That is like, I'm I'm shy. I don't even know what to do right now. I don't think they'll take him at 27, but I just, you watch him. He he looks like a 90s, like, he's a little crouched guy that just, like, lifts. And he just, he looks like a 90s power hitter. Love it. Yeah. He looks like a 90s power hitter. Uh, Cade Cooler. Ah, oh, Kate Cooler. He is a uh, little right-handed pitcher from Campbell. Uh, fastball just jumps. So I, I don't. He's starting to work his way into first-round conversation. He's like jumped up the last week. I want to say. Um, I don't think they'll take him there, but I would be happy. Bryce Matthews is a shortstop from Nebraska, who I think, uh, if everything works out, could be the next Mookie. <laughs> Well, because all, dude, all of his, all of his exit. Love, you're just throwing these out because all because his swing is exactly you, like Mookie's. You never do like. I think this guy could be next Mike Cameron. Like you always go freaking Mookie. Right? Could be Mookie. Could be Mookie. Like because like Mike Cameron. Like if you're Mike Cameron, like what a great career. Like Mike Cameron was a damn good baseball player for a really long time. Great fielder had a nice career. Like you'd be happy to get a Mike Cameron. You go Mookie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> shortstop. Yeah. You know. So like I'm just saying, the swing looks very similar. Exit velos, like just quick hands. Could be Mookie. Uh, and then Braden Taylor is a third baseman from TCU at like 26 home runs this year. Just, uh, he, I don't know. I, I think he's a very, very safe pick that I'd be happy with. Okay. He, he t- okay, works a ton right. of walks, hit some home runs. All right. The tier that I would have to talk myself into uh, uh, Brock Wilkin is this third baseman from Wake Forest that had a ton of home runs this year. Just looks stiff to me. Just okay. looks a little stiff. Uh, Jacob Wilson. I can't believe he's a first rounder. Like everyone's like, oh, he's gonna go top fourteen. I watch him. I don't see it. Uh, he's a shortstop from Grand Canyon, and uh, I, Philly's first round. Pick, I know this Philly's guy. first round pick, Jacob Wilson. Hot, lock it in. Uh, Colt Emerson. A lot of people. He's a, he's a prep shortstop. Who, 
if they took any prep shortstop, I'd be thrilled. I just I don't really see it with Cole Emerson. Okay. That's my one prep shortstop I would not be thrilled with. And then Thomas White, who they are 100% drafting, I would have to talk <laughs> I would 100% have to talk myself into. I okay. just, no. Just no. No. Uh, all right. Real quick, before we move on from the first round to your late round, guys, and I can't believe that you're giving Do you see these names? Like name. 15 names on there. Are you serious? 20 names on there. Late round guys. Quickly before we again, this is 18. It's good. It's, I said 15, 20, not too bad by me. Just looking at it quickly. Um, it's lucky it's not 1104 at night. I, I would be. Um, one quick question. Yeah. Um, you've talked a lot about you want them to dra- draft a hitter as opposed to yes. a pitcher. That, yes, yes, yes. If you had to put, and I, I know that, you know, best player available and all that type of stuff, but if you had to put odds on what you think. Think they will do just pitcher or hitter, forgetting everything else. What kind of odds would you give towards hitter? Seventy uh, percent. Okay. I think so, they're. I think they're number one. Th- I think Chase Davis is one hundred percent a Philly if he's there at twenty-seven. Right. I think Jonathan Mayer wrote yesterday that no Fangraphs. Uh, he wrote yesterday that uh, the floor for Chase Davis is the Phillies. Wow. Which means like they're drafting him. Yeah. If he's there. Yeah. Um, and like then Jalen the And then I think it's and then I think it's prep. I think it's prep shortstop and then pitcher. Okay. Like, I think the pitcher, the only pitcher they would take over a prep shortstop or Chase Davis would be Waldrop. If he falls there. If he falls there. Which, okay. Which I don't think he will. All right. Let's do the guys that. All right. I'll make the. I promise I'll make this fast. <laughs> I have to because in case these guys are good, I want credit. I, I get it. I know how you roll, buddy. Rafi Velasquez is it, like he has a. I mean, same, that's a baseball name right there. Same setup as Schwarber. Yeah. Like, and just hits tanks. And he said, like, I watched, by the way, I watched the perfect game, high school American game, three times. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he said, uh, he said basically he's thinking, he's getting back to his wiffle ball. I'm happy to know that having a kid didn't slow you down at all no, in this environment. No, no. Yeah. Well, because he, he goes to bed at seven, eight on the weekends. Yeah. And what am I supposed to I remember those days. Yeah, wow. exactly. So I just, so he's a way later than I am these yeah. days. Uh, Liam Peterson's a Florida commit high school prep arm. He won't be there in the third round anyway. Uh, Nazan Zanatello, I love, but I would not take him in 27. I don't think he'll be there in the third round. By the way, they don't have a second round pick, which is a disaster. Is that because of Turner? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Max Anderson, a third baseman from, uh, Nebraska that hits the ball extremely hard. Again, looks like a nineties, uh, slugger. Uh, Cole Schoenwetter, I think is the best fastball in the draft. Cole Schoenwetter. I know, terrible name. If his, again, if his name was just like Showin or whatever, yeah, like, fine. He, best wetter, cold wetter. You know, it is funny by the way how like the only thing that I've brought to this little part of the pod is is just critiquing their names. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, that's what I want from you. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Steven Echeverria is a uh, prep. Any arm. relation to? No, because okay. he's a he's a high school he, kid from New Jersey. <laughs> well, you know, you never know Echeverria. You know, know, there aren't that many out there. Yeah, but we might use him in the uh, the the grid coming up soon. Oh, buddy, and he's he played for a good amount of teams. Yeah, he did. You're right. Um, uh, he could be Max Scherzer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just like first time I watched him. Like, wow, I kind of finished like Scherzer. I love it. It's a late Rio, later on guy, or third, fourth. You're like, oh, this guy just could be Scherzer. Scherzer. Uh, Isaiah Kopet is a little lefty from Ohio State that can reach 97. Mm-hmm. So I just I would like more lefties out of the bullpen because we need that. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Walkow, who I cannot believe is not going in the like, he's 17. He hit a ball 113 miles an hour. 100, sorry, 116 miles what? an hour at the draft combine. What? He's six foot seven. He reclassified. He reclassified from 2024. Is a Philly hit a ball 116 this year? Uh, Schwarber hit one 113, 113 the other day. I don't know if anyone's hit a ball 116. That's... It's so, I, I I don't understand why. Is that, uh, That's nuts. So if he's there in the third round, whatever. He, whatever. Uh, Saban uh, Saban Cababalos. 
Nailed it. Not is it Caballos? Caballos. Is it the double L's? I wrote it wrong. I wrote an A instead of an A. It's not Caballos. I'm not sure, but is it a double L? It's a double L. Might be Caballos. It could be. He is a third baseman from Oregon who can't play third base, but I think could be the Reese replacement. Okay. Um, So multiple Reese replacements. Well, you got (laughs) you got to find one. Uh, Kemp Alderman, absolutely. Kemp Alderman. Yeah. Rakes, dude. Absolutely rakes, but like. Terrible defensive player. Okay. So he's a DH, so which we need more. Yeah. He's a, yeah. <laughs> he's a lock yeah. to be a Philly. That's what we do here. Uh, Kemp, uh, he also destroyed the combine. So Kemp Alderman, I would love. Uh, Cole Miller has gotten hot at the end of the draft cycle. Had he been as good as he is now a year ago, he's probably a top 10, wow. top 20 pick. Wow. Like he's his stuff is stupid. Uh, Andrew Walters, I won the Phillies draft last year. Best fastball in college baseball. Hunter Owen is a lefty from Vanderbilt that I think has projectability can come up. Uh, Brody Wilkins is the Griff McGarry of the draft. Ooh. Yeah, Winthrop. I would die for Brody Wilkins is the fourth, fifth round guy that I need to be a okay. Like he could be the next um uh the kid in Seattle, Bryce Miller. Oh, well, another high level. Pretty round. good. That's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do appreciate you didn't say Leno Hall of Famer that time. I know. Uh, Zion Rose is a young catcher that uh oh, incredible man. upside. Zion yeah. Rose. He's me good. Uh Tayshaun Walton. Is a uh, he's like an outfield prospect with loaded like just like tree trunks of legs mm-hmm. that you think can hit the ball hard. Big and then this this is a strictly deep cut because he's not going to be drafted before the sixth or seventh round. But Justin Best, I watched him hit once. And I was like, oh, it hits the ball kind of hard. So, the best, Justin Best. That's what I got. Are you not? Hold on, I'm gonna thank I'm, you. I'm Stand up. Standing up. Yep. Can't wait. I will say you really did put in a lot of work. Yeah, really do appreciate Sunday. That. Like that was a lot of work. Yeah, that was a lot of. Freaking dudes, right? There. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of guys. A lot right? of time wasted. It's awesome. All right, so uh, coming up uh, again Tuesday night, we will be at Timeout Sports Bar in Huntington Valley, hanging out, watching the All Star Game, coming out with us. Before that, lay it out again. Your recording. Oh well, we'll record Sunday after the Marlins series, mm-hmm. big series. We'll be here Sunday, you know, four o'clock, whenever this year, five o'clock, whatever it's on on Sunday, we'll be there. Um, tell them your draft schedule for the for the people, because let me tell you. <laughs> Whoever's listening right now and just went through all that, like they're going to tune in for your draft. Right. That's for sure. So, yeah. So, I'll, I'll just hop on YouTube uh, when, whenever they make the pick. We'll have a live reaction. I don't know. I'm gonna, I, I have no idea how long I'm going to go for. But I'll hop on. I'll be on YouTube. Great. Maybe I'll take answer some questions yes! in, the, in the comments. Love that. And then, regardless, it'll be up in your podcast feeds for Monday morning. So, two podcasts on Sunday. Awesome. No big deal. All right. Coming out with us on Tuesday night. Again, we'll talk to you on Sunday. Before then, beat the freaking Marlins, man. Handle business, keep this role going, beat the Marlins. We'll talk to you guys on Sundays for some summer.